We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. I'm Bart Winkler. Paul Immig is here for our mm-hmm, And we're bringing in Steve Sparky Pfeiffer of... 1250 a.m. the fan yeah <laughs> that's so weird this whole thing is weird but whatever it is what it is i, I did an interview point. with some lady yeah and she's like why did you leave the fan i was like well they it's gone she goes <laughs> she goes no it's not i heard sparky on there <laughs> I was like well everybody's got bud sparky it's a very weird thing the whole it's thing like the is. snl season when uh I don't know if you guys know much about that, but there was a year that it was so bad. And then Lauren Michaels came back. And the Mm. last sketch of the year was everyone in the cast burned in a fire, except somebody, one of the executives came and said, Eddie, come with us. It was Eddie Murphy. (laughs) (laughs) So the next year it was just Eddie or it might, that might've been the John Lovett story. Either way that happened. I got it. Wow. Anyway. So what, like, can you just explain to those, uh, what you're doing because so I don't have to, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, you've done a great job helping me on Twitter, by the way. I appreciate it, vice uh, versa. Yes, we're, we're trying to help each other. I'm trying to help everybody I can, Gary, Leroy, whoever. Um, so yeah, so on the 55 breaks, we have CBS Sports Radio all day. Uh, and the 55 breaks for two minutes to lead off each 55 break, there's either a part of an interview, a two minute sparky take. Uh, the sparky takes are only on the radio, you won't see those on the websites. Uh, the interviews, you know, uh, maybe it's two minutes with Ryan Wood. Uh, and then the rest of the 12 or 15 minute interview is on the 1250 website or on the Odyssey app. That's where that all lives. And Monday through Friday, I try to have fresh stuff up. Now, in the case of, let's say, you know, Monday where I have a sick kid and I'm at home, I have nobody else to do any of this stuff. So in that case, well, I'm looking for it. A... Right. Exactly. Yeah. So in, in that case, you know, maybe you'll hear some old stuff until I get back on the radio because I have no way of doing it otherwise. But either way, so we have that going on. And then Kurt and Long, Ryan Horvath, you guys know Ryan Horvath. Obviously, he's on the show all the time. Uh, so he's on with me Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We record normally at around noontime. Sometimes we live stream it on Twitter. Uh, so that's our podcast for the Packers. And then our Bucks podcast, which is Green and Growing, which is me and Nathan Marzian, Bucks super fan. We record that on Tuesday and Thursday nights. And then those are posted first thing on Wednesday and Friday mornings. And once in a while, we'll live stream those uh, too. But, but a lot impor- of it seems more like web, like you're still on yes. the radio, but a lot of is digital. Web. Yeah. Digital. That's, that's yeah, pretty much it. But either way, I, I'm just, you know, look, my, my goal at the end of the day is to try and figure out how one day to get local programming back on this station. Right. So if I can accomplish that, it would be awesome if we can have Bart back on SSP at some point and, and have Gary back. That's part of the reason why I've said nothing bad about Odyssey this whole time. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, and not that it really has anything to do with me whatsoever, but either way. Uh, so, you know, that's kind of my goal. And, you know, people slam me and go after me and all of that for, for staying and not quitting and, and leaving my family and lurch for all of this. Um, but it is what it is. You know, I'm just trying to make the best of what I can. And one other thing, I'm going to take my opportunity and you knew I was going to do this. I'm sure. Uh, is our toy drive is still happening uh, this year. Uh, 16th annual uh, fan toy drive for Children's Wisconsin and Robin's Nest. Uh, Monday, November 28th, Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Monday through Friday, first time we've uh, been out there for five days. I was going to say we, but it's I, really, uh, for five days. Uh, and yes, it's going to be me, pretty much. 
Uh, six A to six. Well, I want to be. Yeah, somehow I'm. Wanna, I'm coming out. I'm gonna do something. Sounds great. Come on out. Do your podcast from out there or whatever. I think I'm gonna. Yeah, will. that would be awesome. I would totally appreciate that. Uh, Rami Makloff. There's some talk he may make an appearance uh, at some point during the toy drive uh, as well. Uh, so that would be cool. He may come in from Sacramento uh, towards the end of the week uh, to be at the toy drive. So that would be fun. Uh, and again, uh, the link is up now if you want to donate online, 1250amthefan.com. But yeah, Monday through Friday, starting the 28th, uh, I'll be out there 6A to 6P. I take a couple hour break each day. Pretty much they told me I had to take some type of break during the day. All right, so a lot of stuff coming up, and we'll get to mm-hmm, mm-hmm, with Sparky and Paul coming up. I'm so happy that Sparky's able to do this episode, and I'm going to go help him at the toy drive. I don't know the details on that yet. Next couple of weeks are going to be crazy with the World Cup and Thanksgiving and on this toy drive coming up, which I I, I got to be there. I, I just got to be there. That toy drive was so awesome to do uh, each and every year. And Sparky, like Sparky's got a few kids now, but that's his, that's his firstborn in that toy drive. Absolutely. So more deal, uh, more details on that in the Milwaukee area to help children's hospital of Wisconsin. Uh, do you want to tell you about happy place? Hemp, happy place, hemp.com promo code Bart gets you 25% off your orders. 25% off your orders at happyplacehemp.com. You go there, you check out their products, a lot of CBD kind of stuff, gummies, uh, different products. The the one that I was uh, excited to hear that they do is just like a sampler pack. So I tell you about all these different gummies that they have. Some help me sleep. Uh, I took two the other night and I was out, just out. Because they taste good, I, you know. Chris said, yeah, find your own dosage. And I was out though, dude. It was awesome. The THC ones, uh, THC, they got the Delta eight, Delta nine, THCO. Uh, basically I don't think Tim Shea eats anymore. I think he just eats the gummies. I think that's his full diet at this point. The guy's crazy. He's walking around Fiserv with a fork interviewing people. That sound like a guy that's on a well-balanced diet. I don't think so. So yeah, he's, Big proponent of those. And so is my mother who ordered. Happyplacehemp.com. Check them out. They're in Muskego College Court. So you can go in, let them know that you heard about them on this show, and you'll get that discount. 25% off. 25% off. These are products that are legal to obtain in Wisconsin. You don't need to drive to Illinois. So who wants to drive? Bunch of snow yesterday. You want to go drive anywhere? No, let them deliver it right to you. That's the best part. They deliver it right to you. Happyplacehemp.com, promo code BART. We'll dive into mm -hmm, mm -hmm, next. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer on the Bart Winkler Show and Paul Limig, our host of mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Take It Away, Young Paul. All right, we'll see how many we can get in. Think I, I guess I am the youngest of the three of us. Wow, I love that. Yeah, yeah. just barely, but yes. Uh, we're going to as many as we can in the time that we have allotted, but I want to start with this. Bart, I know for you for sure, you were reveling in the Packers' victory. You were excited. Now, Matt in the Falls, not so much. But in the moment, you were excited. So three days later, removed from the emotion of the victory, you would still say it's a good thing that the Packers beat the Cowboys on Sunday. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. So the counter argument to that is they are not going anywhere. They suck. Uh, you're ruining your draft position. But I'll say mm-hmm. I am happy they won. 
I'm not draft position guy. I, we're not that we're like we're not that shitty. Huh? You can do that on these podcasts, can't you? <laughs> yeah. 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 We're not that bad, okay? <laughs> By the way, this podcast Odyssey has me. Really? Yeah, because like they pick. I don't. It's weird. What I learned about podcasts is if you do one, everyone picks it up. Pretty much, yeah. Because your Blue Wire pods, you're not 2400 Sports Pod podcasts, right. and they're like rivals, I guess. They're the competitors of each other. So it's weird that Odyssey would pick up Blue Wire pods, but I know that's true because I've seen other Blue Wire pods on the Odyssey app as well. So yeah. and there's other shows on there, like uh, yep. a show from 10 to 2 is oh. on there. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks for telling me. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so, yes, mm-hmm, it's good that they won. Now, playoff race, look, I wanted Washington to lose the other night, playoffs. I wanted the Niners to lose the other night, playoffs. But mm-hmm. I'm just taking a step back, see what happens against the Titans, and go from there. So, mm-hmm, I'm glad they won. Steve? Mm-hmm, yeah. By the way, first time playing this game. Very weird. Yeah, so you got to um, give me a... But yeah, yeah you got to really yeah. dial up the yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I I think it's a good thing, uh, and it's a good thing because your future stud wide receiver, or at least that's what you hope, Christian Watson, had that breakout a game and got some confidence. Um, it's a good thing because maybe, and I don't think this is gonna be true, but let's be hopeful. Uh, Twelve buys into what this offense should look like because this is what it should look like and should have looked like all year, and maybe yeah. it would have. Because was it the Washington game? Forgot what game it was. Where after the game, Rogers was like, "Hey, if Watson doesn't get hurt, you know, on the second play or whatever it was, we had all these plays designed for him, and that was a big part of our offense. And then we had mm-hmm. to kind of go in a different direction and screwed us up. So I think this is kind of what they wanted the offense to look like. But they had no other receiver to blow the top off a of defense, uh, and now they do if he can stay healthy." This is a gigantic deal for them because now all of a sudden you've got him. Romeo Dobbs next year coming back with a full training camp and, and healthy. Samari Toure, who nobody really thought was going to be a big factor this year in this Packers offense because he was a late-round draft pick out of Nebraska. Rodgers likes a lot. So now you got three guys with a year in the system going into next summer, and I think if you're 12, you're feeling pretty good about that situation. Uh, because now you have a whole offseason for them to develop, learn more about the offense. Now you build that chemistry. Uh, I, I think it's good all the way around. They needed somebody to step up uh, and be a difference maker, and Watson finally proved he could do it because as nice as Alan Lazard is, and he's a nice player, he's not that guy, right? Mm-hmm. Randall Cobb is nice, but he's not that guy. They needed that guy, that that Jordy, that Devontae, that whatever. I'm not saying he's going to be a Hall of Fame wide receiver necessarily, but they needed a difference maker, and they got one. They knew they had one when they drafted him, and now we finally got to see it. Well, the Watson part, and there's another Watson topic here coming up shortly. The Watson part of it is, so I'm going to give you my answer in a moment. And to be honest with you, I'm kind of deciding what my answer is because I'm very much on the fence with it. If if Christian Watson could have still had this breakout game and they would have lost, Christian Watson still would have had the breakout game. You still could have said, well, like they still have this future stud or this guy that if he can continue with I mean, not at that pace, because that would be a 51 touchdown pace. But, like, if he could be this guy, like, a, a one-up, a two-up version of an MVS type of a wide receiver, you have something here. But you would have uh, known. You, uh, you wanted them to lose? In the moment? No. Hold on. I I'm, I genuinely mean this when I'm, like, I'm almost, like, live debating it with myself to some degree. In the moment, no, no, Mm-hmm. Happy they won. That's why I'm thinking like, okay, three days later, because I was already going into a Dallas, Tennessee, and uh, Philly Philly. trio of games. Cool. Like they're three and they've been three and nine. Um, If they would have lost those three or maybe you're four and eight, they have the eighth draft pick. And yes, I am a draft pick guy. They They would have had the eighth pick before they beat Dallas. Now I haven't seen it, but I'm guessing 10th, 11th ish range. They definitely lost a couple draft positions. If you don't think the season is going anywhere, if you don't think it's a playoff team, not even a wild card, like a playoff team, like not when, forget Super Bowl, but then you probably should want them to lose. Like Sparky, no, I, I'm gonna because I don't like big picture. All this stuff is big picture, but sometimes even when you're a tanking team, like bad baseball teams will still win 55 games. Yeah, you still well, want to see your team. You still need to feel a win. Right, no. and I, we're investing three hours no. plus every no. week. No, 
Oh, so now you're on true. the other side. No, that's not that's not true. No, but again, I mean, Imig and I, and you to a degree too, but but Imig and I, I, I know are kind of on the same. Go through a 15 win buck season where you are rooting for your team to lose every freaking game to have an opportunity to get in the lottery. Okay, so we're not there then. The no, Packers, hold on a second. The right, Packers are not you, there. Right, but I'll give you a football example. For me this weekend, the Colts hired Jeff Saturday. You got to be freaking kidding me. We all know I'm a Colts fan, right? Yep. So Ursay forces Reich to bench Matt Ryan and say he's done for the year. Then Saturday, his mole comes in to be the coach of this football team. And, oh, I'm going to play Matt Ryan. Okay, Jeff, go ahead. Play Matt Ryan. So now do you know what's happened? Instead of being horrible for the rest of the year, like should have been the plan. That's what I thought Ursay was doing. I was like, okay, this is actually smart. Fine. Let's finally get a franchise quarterback because you don't have one instead of playing old guys every year. And now instead, they're going to play Matt Ryan. They're going to win a few games. They're going to screw themselves out of a chance to get C.J. Stroud or any of these other guys so Jeff Saturday can feel good about himself and Ursay can feel good about himself, and you screw up the future, and you're still on this dumb quarterback carousel. So I get the whole aspect of, as a fan, if you need something, right, and that something is there at the top of the draft and you're already having a bad year, just finish what you started and go get that future franchise piece. Well, it's never for the Colts who need a quarterback. The Packers are just going to draft some terrible lineman from Georgia. Right, but that, but but that's just it, though, right? And I don't know that. And I, I don't know if Ryan and I talked about it, who I was talking about with somebody, as far as if they would have been really bad, would they have went and drafted a franchise quarterback, having Jordan Love on the roster or not? I think they would have. I think they still would have taken a quarterback and said, it's been real, Jordan Love, you're out of here. And this is going to be our franchise quarterback. And maybe we have three Hall of Fame quarterbacks in a row. And that would have been the plan. But now, like Paul said, that's done. I think they could still probably be a playoff team at this point. I, I think that's still a possibility. Well, Again, is that enough? I, I, I don't know. Well, I'd say if you, if you think, and I think if Packers fan, gen, you know, to generalize, thinks that the Packers can make the playoffs, and, you know, like the Ted Thompson stuff and the stuff that I think it's a phrase that Bart hates, just get in the dance. If you if you really like to the apple, Paul, like to the apple, that's the new one now. If you think the Packers can actually make the playoffs, then you should be happy that the Packers won. Like then it's a slam dunk. No question. If you think the Packers can make the playoffs, then they have a chance, a good chance. No, but they didn't have a good chance in the 2011 playoffs either in the 2010 season. And they won the whole thing. So if you think they have a chance, you should be happy they won. I don't think they have a chance, but. As a selfish fan living in the moment, I'm more excited to watch the game on Thursday night now that they won because three and seven against Tennessee, like, come on, I just, I'm going to watch it. Yes, because whatever, it's the Packers and they're on TV, but I'm like, now, wait a minute. If they can beat Tennessee and I just saw Philly lose, we're talking six and six and you can start to talk yourself into this stuff. And, and that's the counterbalance. And Sparky, I'll do a very minor quick tangent to say, if you were a Utah Jazz fan, my fellow NBA nerd Sparky. Oh my god. You go into this season, you're Danny Ainge, and you're thinking, Ugh. we're gonna we're gonna suck. It's gonna be awesome. We're gonna get Victor Wembanyama, yep. or, or at the very least Scoot Anderson. Yep. And then this is gonna be awesome. We're gonna reset our franchise. And now you're eleven and three, and you're like, Oh shit. Like we're yeah. eleven and three. And now your fans are excited. Now Lori Markin is an all-star. When did this happen? So like you're excited in the moment, but you're also like, oh no. I think the Jazz should we keep just, trying we just to blew win. blew our chance at Victor. Until they, they he trades keep them trying all. to win. Yes, Jazz? No. Can I say that again? No. The Jazz should keep trying to win? No. No, they should no. make trades. Uh, unload marketing with his, his value at the all-time highest. Like, if this dude is still doing this come, you know, middle December, end of December, you start shopping them immediately. Because Carson, Conley, yes, like, you got to go. You're, you're too good. You yeah. got to go. You got to take the Philly approach to the process. Yeah. And tear that thing down. And that's what Danny H thought he did. He thought he tore it down enough that they wouldn't be able to compete. He's never going to tell his coach, hey, go suck. He's not going to say that. Right. But he's not going to give them the horses to win. That's what Philly did. And now you look at Utah, like you said, and I was saying the same thing. Like, dude, they're screwing this all up. That's yeah. what Popovich did. Popovich is doing the same damn thing. Yeah. He, he did the same thing this offseason. When you move Deontay Murray, that's you saying, hey, man, I see a game changer. And yeah. I'm going to go get me one because I had Duncan and this dude is better than Duncan. I'm mm -hmm. going to go get this dude and I'm going to have another run uh, with a bunch of rings at the end of the day. So I know fans don't like it, but big picture, reality wise, if you have a chance to get a superstar, you need to figure out how to go get that superstar. So I would say, though, to back to the Packers, like as much as they 
were terrible through nine games, had a really encouraging performance against Dallas. I'm going to say, mm-hmm, with, of course, hesitance, as you heard me talk out of both sides of my mouth, that I'm, mm-hmm, happy they won. I don't think they were bad enough to get in the top five of the draft. Not that you can't get a great player at eight or 12. Rashawn Gary, was he 12th? Great player, incredible player. Um, you can. If they could have been, like, top five pick bad, I would have said, mm-mm, not happy they won. I don't think they were bad enough, pending, like, Rodgers going on IR with a thumb injury, to be that bad. So, you know what? Let's let's go see what happens against Tennessee. Philly, all of a sudden, finally loses. Maybe they're shaking a little bit. So, so with, of course, a lot of hesitance, mm-hmm, three days removed, happy they won. All right, all right I'll, wrap it, I'll, I'll wrap it up. It was John okay. Lovitz in that sketch. John Lovitz, not oh, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, okay. And also, um, I'm trying to get a podcast off the ground, and Sparky's bringing a station back from the dead. We needed the Packers to win that game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so there you go. I mean, it's a business decision, too. So that's... All right, oh, go ahead. All right, so topic number two. So, uh, Bart, I learned about this website this year through the fantasy, our dynasty fantasy football league. It's called Keep Trade Cut. So you're ranking, then you're basically Bench like, cut, start. Bench cut, start. Okay, Taz, where's the moose? Okay, but what I want to what I want to ask you here is, and here's the preface: when you're deciding who you're going to keep, who you're going to trade, and who you're going to cut, the the baseline is that the trade value for each guy just assume it's the same because it would be unfair to say, oh well, I'd get more for this guy than that guy. Just you get the same for each guy. Keep, trade, cut. You would keep Christian Watson. You would trade Romeo Dobbs and you would cut Alan Lazard. Watson, Dobbs, Lazard. You would keep Watson, trade Dobbs, and cut Lazard. And again, it's for this year. It's to finish out this year. It's for the future. It's it's you know, just like in real life. You're Brian Gudikins and you're told, hey, Brian, there's this new NFL thing. There's this new referendum. And in the next two minutes, you need to tell me who you're keeping, who you're trading, who you're cutting. You'd keep Watson, you'd trade Dobbs, and you'd cut Lazard. Mm-hmm or mm-mm, Bart. I will agree to that one. I will say, mm-hmm. Now, part of this sucks because all those guys have been hurt multiple times this year. So what is their true value? But to that extent, and I know it's just one game, but Christian, like, the, the, the offense looked completely different because he exists. Yeah. You know, I know they ran the ball a lot, and finally Jones got more than 20 carries, but Rodgers had his best game of the year. Christian Watson was making big-time plays. Yeah, I got to say yes. I got to say, mm-hmm. Watson's the one you keep, and then Lazard sucks the most. Steve? Sparky? Mm-mm. No, I, I, I'm I going to disagree on this. And I, I don't disagree on keeping Watson. I think the only thing I'm disagreeing at, and I'm nitpicking because of perceived value, I, I would trade Lazard uh, and cut Dobbs, mainly because Dobbs doesn't have the body of work uh, at this point. I don't think I don't know what you would really get. You're gonna sell him the training camp tape. Uh, that's how you're gonna get a draft pick back. Uh, Lazard has a body of work. You can put together something to maybe get more value back for Lazard uh, than for Romeo Dobbs. Uh, in order of who I'd want to keep, yeah, that list is correct, right? I would want to keep Watson. I want to keep Dobbs. Lazard is the last person I'd want to keep of those three. Totally agree. But as far as what you'd get back more trade value wise. I think I would trade Lazard uh, and cut Dobbs for this exercise. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to add a part B to this. We agree on Christian Watson being the keep. I'm going to add Aaron Jones to the conversation. Keep, trade, cut. You're still, even with Aaron Jones in the conversation, keeping Christian Watson. Mm-hmm. No, or mm-mm. no. What? No. No. You are? No. Do you know You're Aaron Jones? It up. Hold on. Can I I tell you why? Wait, wait, wait. Okay, go. It sounded like a whale was bellowing. Where's that? I heard that too. (laughs) That would be window work happening above me. I apologize. There you go. Oh, God. (laughs) All right. I'm trying trying to like mute in between takes here. Do you want me to tell you why I would keep Watson over Aaron Jones? Sure. Yes. How old does Aaron Jones turn in two weeks? 30? 28. (laughs) That is old in running back years right is it true like mm-hmm, or mm-hmm, 28 running backs 28 year old running backs are old yeah sure it, it, it's going that way okay yeah fine so you wouldn't take maybe like five six seven eight years of watson over like i mean let, let, let's saw one game like, of watson what's that Aaron jones is not 28 like his birth certificate but in nfl years he's 24 
because neither of the two coaches he's ever had played him. That's true. So how many more good years does Eric? Like, how many? Current, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I'll mute it even. Today. How many current good years does Aaron Jones at this current level of his play? How many years? Seven. Does, no, stop it. How I'd many? Say five. Yeah, five. I, he's going to be crushing at age 32. But remember, like Bart said, they're not giving him a huge workload. Now, this last week was how it should look every week. There's no chance Rodgers is going to agree to throw the ball 20 times a game for the rest of his career. That is not happening. So going forward, yeah, I, I think he's got, I'll say, three to five years if, if, you, if you want to put a window on it, three to five years. But like Bart said, it's one game from Watson. And while I'm excited, this offense is based around the best player on offense. That's Aaron Jones. He's the best player on offense right it now. Is. He's uh, that right guy. Now, there's no question. I right can't Absolutely. trade the best guy. He's got a salary issue coming up here too that they're either going to have to restructure or fix yeah, or whatever right. in the offseason, but you can't just let him go. And you better not trade him either because I'm going to be livid if they trade Aaron Jones. But so, yeah, no, I, I can't. No, uh, no, you trade Watson, you keep him. Bart, no, you're still you're, you're keeping Aaron. You're keeping this 28 year old running back who, but like, okay, I, listen, this is makes it sound like I'm like slandering Aaron Jones and that no, I'm just, I've never. Every, normally, you're like patient Paul over there, but you're buying into the hype over one game. I'm. I think more than what I'm doing is if you made me make a decision, as the whale bellows, I assume above me, that I would yeah. say that Jeez. a 28 year old running back. I just it's not what I would choose. You know what I mean? I just it's more, it's not like I'm down on Aaron Jones. He's great, but I would take the promise of Watson, especially on a four and six football team, over a soon to be 28 year old running back. It has nothing to do with Aaron Jones, but like Elvin Kamara, Delvin Cook, these guys are 27. Also, like Aaron Jones is currently but 27. Running to the ground. No, 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 no. You can't make that comparison. That's not fair to How Aaron come? Jones. Delvin Cook is a walking injury every year. The dude's always hurt, and Kamara has been banged up throughout his career too. And in both instances, they're both. Got heavier usage than Aaron Jones has in his own offense. That's true. I would if you told me right now, like keep trade cut Aaron Jones, Kamara, Delvin Cook. I'm keeping Aaron Jones. He's he's my pick of those three. Right. Let me ask this one before uh, Steve has to go. Okay. And there's a little bucks to it, but somebody asked me this on Twitter: Who is more important for the next four years to their respective team, Christian Watson or Marjan Bochamp? Watson, all Watson. That's easy. I mean, Bochamp played well. You know, no doubt he played. The way well. that Paul feels about Watson apparently is how I feel about Bochamp. Wow. Yeah. That but kid looked so good the other night. Yeah, Bochamp keeps. He, but he, but you have Giannis. Like Watson is going to be the guy for the next quarterback too. So you have to have that go-to guy at the end of the day. Bochamp. You know what's his what's his ceiling? fringe all-star maybe i mean i don't know maybe he ends up being better than that at some point so who does he replace he's going to replace middleton if middleton decides not to come back next offseason is he going to be so much time into the dj wilson's and thon makers of the world that they have a first round pick that's actually worth a damn i'm just very excited now now we understand bart is coming from the hurt bucks fan standpoint of having first round bus see some hope at the end of the tunnel and says this is my guy i'm running with marjan bochamp that's what this is i'm at the point where i've seen Giannis play enough i'm now buying tickets to go watch marjan that's well here's the difference put that on twitter so if you would say though so christian watson though is a rookie on a four and six team bochamp is a rookie on a team that's could very well win the title. And if Sparky, if you had four more minutes, I have a Bucks question, but obviously if you have to go, let me know. Um, but I, so if, if, if there was an NBA finals game, let's say Bochamp keeps playing like this and the Bucks are in the finals and it's game five and it's two to two. How many minutes does Bochamp play in that game? 15. More or less than one. Oh, I don't one. know right now, man. I mean, look, no, let, let, so well, I guess everybody's yeah, Middleton's back. Ingles is back. Connaughton is back. Does well, Bochamp I, yeah. play a minute? No, I, I don't know. Probably, probably not, but it's going to be, he's creating problems for Bud right now playing well. That's what he's doing. Cause which is great. A great problem. Because again, I'm not a huge Connaughton fan, but so you're, you're going to have Connaughton. Grayson Allen has not done himself any favor. So well, he's far. barely on the, tr- he's on the trade block yeah. well, as he should be. Uh, but I mean, and again, he's one of the only guys they can move at this point too, because yeah. of their lack of assets. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's going to have to figure out where his role is going to be at the end of the day. But in order for Bochamp to get on the floor, he's got to continue to shoot the three well. If he shoots the three well, Bud will fire, figure out a way for him to play because he's long, he's athletic, he can get out and run, he can defend a little bit. 
Like he'll play. But today, starting right now, no, he probably doesn't play. I'd agree with you. Stark, you got one more. Or you got to run. Uh, we'll do one more. All right, uh, Bart, we're going to do an NFL one once Sparky's gone, but I got to do this Bucks one. The Bucks' biggest threat to winning the NBA title, not the East, the title, is the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm or mm-mm? No. Well, I, I, I can't get down with uh, mm-mm there. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't get down with Boston, man. I, I can't get down with the rookie head coach beating Giannis. Like, I just – Maybe I'll be wrong. Well, not, not, I don't think Boston would beat the Bucks, but they they would be the biggest threat of the other end of you know in the entire no, I, league. I still think it's Golden State. Uh, I, I still I still think the Warriors are going to be the biggest problem for anybody in the NBA. By the time we get to the end of the year, and all these guys get more experience, and Clay Thompson, because Clay Thompson is not Clay Thompson right now. No. So right. if Clay Thompson gets back to being Clay Thompson by the end of the year, I think Golden State is is the biggest challenger for the Bucks in a series. That would have been fun last year had Milton been healthy to see Bucks Warriors. And I think you will see Bucks Warriors this year in the finals and it's going to be a hell of an NBA finals. Bart, Celtics are the biggest threat? Well, I'll answer in a minute. I want to say uh farewell to Steve. Thank you. Thank you for your time. You betcha. Anytime. Let me know. Sorry, sorry one more. One more. I, you got to interrupt Sparky. I'm so sorry. I I owe you an apology. Okay, last week I asked Bart, I said Anthony Davis for Draymond, Kaminga, and Moody. The Warriors should do it. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. Anthony Davis for Draymond, Kaminga, and Moody. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. Golden State? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Bart, yeah. Didn't, Bart, Bart didn't like it. But, but hold on. Let, let's be fair, and I do have to go. But let, let's be fair. I hate Draymond Green. Hate him. I, I, I think him. he's overpaid, the biggest overpaid role player in the league. He wouldn't have the contract he had if he didn't play with a bunch of shooters that are right. going in the Hall of Fame. It's just crap that all the credit he gets. So, yes, in order to make that work, sure. Um, the other thing that leads to me a, a little bit on this is Golden State's medical team has always been thought of as one of the best in the NBA. Uh, so you get, you know, Anthony Davis, who can't stay healthy. Uh, maybe they have a better chance of keeping him healthy at this point. Uh, and that would be. Whew, I mean, to have him inside a legitimate big like that to go with Steph and Clay would be amazing. I don't think he's a chemistry issue problem. I've never heard of him being a problem in the locker room. I think he would fit right in uh, without any issues. And you get rid of that Draymond contract? Yeah, I think I would do it if I was Golden State. Absolutely. Uh, and if you're mm-hmm. the Lakers, you absolutely have to do it because you're getting a couple of young guys back with some upside. So they have to do it as well. I saw a trade. Uh, was it yesterday? Bleacher Report had five trade proposals, and they had Anthony Davis to the Bulls uh, in a deal involving Vucevic, uh, White, and Caruso, I think, or something no, like that. No, no Patrick Williams? Uh, I don't think Patrick Williams was in it, no. Okay. Uh, and again, if you're the Bulls and you have a chance to get Anthony Davis, I think you do it too, oh, especially yeah. if you Definitely. can keep Levine with it and you can keep Ball, and then you can add Anthony Davis. Absolutely, if you're the Bulls, you do it. But it's going to be whether or not LeBron – is okay selling because that's who this is going to come down to at the end of the day. If LeBron says to hell with you, we're not doing this, uh, then they're not doing it. So we'll see. All right. All right sorry, Steve, I thank you. You will. We're going to invite you back. Yeah. Whenever you want. I'm here, man. Just let me know. This is a good time too. So whenever you need me, man, we might next week. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> good to see you, buddy. See you guys. Bye. See ya. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer of 1250 AM. The fan is going to be late for a meeting as he tries to save the station because Paul needed to ask about Anthony Davis for Moody, Kaminga, and Draymond. Listen, the people wanted to know. I wanted to know his take on that. It sounds like the window has stopped. Now there's just a hammer. So, like, the drilling is temporarily apparently stopped, but the you must not hear the hammer, so that's good. A hammer is much more tolerable than dying whale fetus. Oh, my goodness. That went dark. Um, that's what... I heard. Well, I hear that hammer. It's okay. What do I need to answer? By the way, I will say with Steve, very gracious, not for his like 30 minutes today, which I am, but for him, totally. Steve's always had my back. Uh, he's always supported me. And I see, you know, he try. he's trying. This is a very weird situation how the fan is gone, but Steve's still there. And I have no, like, why would I be mad? What, what, what's the alternative? Another guy loses their job? No way. So I'm, I'm so glad. And Sparky, Sparky, they, they basically were like, Steve, you have a job, do what you want. And he's like, well, do what I want. I'm going to, I'm going to, 
I can, I'll do it again. I've been doubted before. I'll do it again. So I totally support everything he's doing. Yes, I do want a job against <laughs> but I totally support everything he's doing. And he supported this podcast, even when I wasn't sure that I could be legally doing it. So thank you to Steve. So, cause sometimes people will, he'll, he'll say something and people will take, bring back bar Chuck. He's, he's got no say over that. He's doing what he can. So nice thoughts. Well said. What do I need to answer now? If the Celtics are the biggest threat to the Bucks winning the NBA title, mm-hmm, or mm-mm. No, it is the Warriors. I'm with wow. Steve there. So you're not down. I mean, like none of this early season struggle is no big deal. I don't take any of these teams in the East seriously. If Harden's playing as well as he was, you know, the Sixers would probably be the one for me. Well, I mean, they were when Embiid and Harden were together this year. It was disastrous. Yeah, yes. Harden not- has been great individually. Yes. Now Harden's out, and Embiid puts up like the best stat line in NBA history, but not at the same, not with each other on the court. Yeah, they don't play as well together. It seems. Uh, I'm just looking at everything else here, standings wise. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, and you're probably not going to say the West number one seed, Utah Jazz. The Hawks do nothing for me. No. The Cavs, you know, we'll see them tonight. Uh, the Nets aren't even worth bringing up. The Heat. I guess. So I'm still going to say Sixers. Well, God, I guess in the East it is the Celtics, isn't it? But, you know, going through, like, the Bucks, the Bucks are far and away the front runner in the East, and I think in the league. I think, I think so, too. And so the the right answer to that is injuries to your question. Okay, biggest but, threat. To the, yeah, yeah. But team wise, <clears throat> I would say it's whoever represents out of the West, and I I agree with Sparky. I think it's going to be Golden State. Good. I do want to do one more NFL one. Was there another one I didn't answer? No, because you answered the Anthony Davis one last week, and you're still sticking with that, even though Sparky and I both said mm-hmm, the Warriors should do that. Too big of it. You're too big of a Draymond guy. Well, Kaminga just got sent down to the Santa Cruz slugs or whatever. Yeah, not great. I mean, you should probably do that deal, yeah, but I don't, you know me. You're, you're sticking with your guy. Draymond's my guy. I think it's a very strange choice for being your guy. But Jordan Poole's my guy. Yeah. And he punched uh, Jordan Poole. He did. Speaking of things, Sparky said Golden State has a great medical staff. They made a guy getting jacked in the face not miss any time. Like, that is a fantastic medical staff. Yeah. You know what else they have? They have a great PR staff. Well, not so good that they couldn't bury that video from coming out. Come on, Winkler. Remember when for three days people were like, who leaked this video? They must die. They must rot. And then, so we just don't care who leaked the video anymore? Because that people were more pissed about that than Draymond punching. Who leaked who leaked Ray Rice's video? Nobody said that. Who leaked the who leaked the video? That was a distraction. That was never the important issue. The yeah. Warriors players wanted you to think that was the issue. The issue was that a dude punched a dude. You got another uh All right. question for me? I'm gonna I'm gonna steal a bit here. I'm, and I don't think Ryan Rossillo is like the originator of this, but it's where I heard it most recently. It's if you took the NFL standings and the NFL teams as they currently stand following Philly's loss on Monday Night Football, and you were to do a college football four-team playoff, and who would oh, the yeah, committee... I, I like doing that. Yeah, this is for me, this is really fun, because I spend a lot of time just thinking about the options. So I'm going to give you mine, and of course I'm going to say, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm, that you would have the same order, and then I'll justify my top four depending on whether you agree or not. At number one... Where did my list go? Where did my list go? At number one, the seven and two Kansas City Chiefs. At number two, the eight and one Philadelphia Eagles, despite their loss. I think the committee would take them out of the one spot, but not too far. At number three, the eight and one Minnesota Vikings. And at number four, the seven and three Miami Dolphins, which keeps the Bills and the Ravens 
And the Cowboys, who had they beat Green Bay, I think the Cowboys would have had a, an argument for top four. Ravens, Bills. Bills is obviously the tough one here, but they're six and three. And they're trending in the wrong direction. Yeah, they're six oh, and gonna, three. They're out. I mean, I, I think, and again, like the Dolphins have three losses, but one of those Dolphins wins is against the Bills. So I don't think you can take a, take a three-win Bills team over a three-win Dolphins team when the Dolphins beat the Bills. So again, number one in this college football playoff system, the Chiefs would be number one. The Eagles, who of course would have been number one without the loss, go to number two. The Vikings at three, and the Dolphins at four. Mm-hmm, or mm-mm, that that's the right college football list of the NFL this year. Okay, very fun. I love it. Um, who did the Chiefs lose to? The Chiefs lost to this year. Um, and the Chiefs do play 15 games at home each year, I, I looked. You know, the Chiefs lost in Indianapolis, which was terrible, obviously. Oh, yeah. Like, that's a, a rough, rough loss. Um, and they also lost to Buffalo at Arrowhead. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the number one team in this like, – that's the tough thing, right, is that the number one ranked team – the Chiefs lost at home to a team that's not making the college football playoff in this, you know, in this scenario. Well, you're is, giving the Chiefs a little bit of like Alabama credit, where they there's, there's a little bit of Alabama more. credit that, like, you would say, like, are they gonna are they gonna keep playing their best football? Have they played their best football yet? Whereas I would say Buffalo, and if I was a committee member, I'd say Buffalo's trending down. Like Josh Allen is hurt. It just kind of seemed like in Bart when you were in Buffalo, you talked about how the sports radio people there were saying, yeah, but we only beat Green Bay by ten and. But I think that's like a thing right now is like the Bills are obviously extremely good, but why are they sputtering? Why are they not excelling in the way that you would think they are? So I think the committee would say, yes, there's some Alabama here going on for the Chiefs, but there's more, I think, firepower and more positive momentum for the Chiefs. And I don't know, like I can still make a case that the Eagles should be number one despite losing most recently, but I think that recency bias would if, not there, if the committee was going to put out today, and I'm going to say mm-mm to you. Okay, I'm curious to hear where you go. The number one seed. You know what? I know what you're going to say. Can I, can I guess what you're going to say? Yes. You're going to say the Minnesota Vikings. Absolutely. They, big win. Everyone saw it. Eight and one. And the yep. Eagles just lost. They just lost. So the committee is going to reward the Minnesota Vikings to be number one. The Eagles will be at two. Wow. They have one loss. They are in a division where everyone is 500 or better. Also true with the AFC East. There's two divisions like that. Actually, the AFC East, everyone's a winner. So number two is the Eagles. Number three is the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, they got to at least be three. I'm okay with that. And number four is the New York Giants. Stop. Stop. Over the Dolphins? No. Absolutely. We're talking, we're talking name brand versus TCU here. No, no, no. But the name brand the I, New York Giants? No. You kidding me? The you if you're a committee member, you want that Dolphins offense in the final four. Period. No, I don't. I want New York City, media capital of the world. Are you serious? You if like you really think the committee would take the Giants? Yeah, New York, Paul. Plus, what they sh- their records better. They only have two losses. I don't. Dolphins I'm not even like. I'm not even entertaining the Giants as a top six. They're seven and two. The Bills and the Ravens would be higher ranked in the college football system than the Giants. I'm okay with the Giants being seven. The (laughs) Green Bay Packers at four. (laughs) Every committee member is, uh, was a, a, is a board member of the Green Bay Packers in that case. But you know what? Here's my point. If I was like, if we were debating in the committee for the Vikings being number one, it's a really easy case. They're coming off this win the catch of the century by Justin Jefferson. And I I don't know. I'm sorry to totally interrupt you. Sure. No, go ahead. I would maybe still put the bills at four. 
I'm okay. I would rather you put the Bills at four over the Giants. The Giants don't have the, the, the appeal. Like they're the, seven and two. Appeal of Schmeal. We're talking records, baby. But do you think they're gonna like? Okay, predict the Giants. Final they're in the win. toughest division. They are. And listen, so it's I, it, not they, like I'm bringing a AAC Memphis in here. I'm bringing a two-team SEC. I guess I would probably would have put the Giants at like seven or eight. So I'm not like I'm not like trying to pretend. I don't hate my Giants pick at all. I think it's gross. I don't think they would put I, the Bills in. Josh so? Allen has been struggling. Guy, guy's point shaven. He's not, but some of the interceptions he's throwing. I think he's got three multi-interception games in a row now. The ones against the Packers were awful. He threw one against the Vikings this weekend that was dreadful. I don't know what, and they're all in the red zone. They're in the red zone, and he he like can run, and he's like, "Oh, there you go, sir." He was watching that Rogers at Ford Field tape. It's like really weird. I I think as much as the Bills, even like two weeks ago, would have probably been the one seed. I think the questions about Josh Allen's health would keep them out. Like if you're debating. Well, we got to have the Bills. The Bills, you know, I know they have three losses, but they got to be in there. I know they lost to the Dolphins. But keep in mind, the Bills lost to the Dolphins. Can you put the Bills in and the Dolphins out? It's kind of the same argument for can you have the Vikings be one and the Eagles be two when the Eagles not just beat the Vikings, destroyed the Vikings 24 to 7. They completely shut down Justin Jefferson. It was back in, I think that was week two, week three. So it was early in the season. So maybe you can say, yeah, that was two months ago. I mean, that would be my pushback. I um wanted to tell you that I made the tough decision in a league on Sunday. I started Daniel Jones over Josh Allen. In fantasy football? Yeah, because they were being very weird with the injury thing. Yeah, okay. Did that pay off for you, though? There's no, it didn't, right? Daniel Jones, I believe, had 23 fantasy points, where Josh Allen had 21 and a half. Okay. So... Uh, I then lost that matchup by a score of 116 to 76. <laughs> I had an O for six week. I agonized for 45 minutes. Do I really start Daniel Jones over Josh Allen? And then I lose by 40 points. That's how it goes. I'm trying to think. I, yeah, we play each other this week in our dynasty league. Oh, we do? We do. So if you could make similarly bad decisions, that would be greatly appreciated. Uh, let me see. Do I have anyone on a buy? Oh, Tyreek Hill and Mike Evans. Ooh, buddy. That means I'm starting Kadarius Tony against you. All right. I love that. I was so happy for him. My, my brother and I have loved Kadarius Tony. Like all my brothers. For some reason, we all separately decided <laughs> In fantasy, we love Kadarius Tony, <laughs> and we drafted him in dynasty leagues, and we drafted him higher than we should this year. And this <laughs> is weird. It's just funny. My only guy on a buy this week is my superstar tight end, Cade Otten. Cade Otten, yes, who's been very good. Game winning touchdown the other day. He put up a, a seventeen point four spot in week nine. All right, but I have one more for you. Then I gotta go. Yes, this Saturday. At AEW Full Gear, MJF becomes the new AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. Well, with this company, who knows? I mean, Jeff Jarrett's running the show. It's basically TNA 2.0. Jeff Jarrett is not running the show. I think MJF wins. I think he has to. I agree. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm very down on AEW, as you know. Like I don't saying, think it's good. You don't think it's good? <laughs> I think they're giving TV time to a lot of the wrong people. Who's getting TV time that shouldn't? Jeff Jarrett. It, it's a temporary thing because of the callbacks with Sting. It just it, it'll be like it'll peter out. He's just a behind the scenes guy. He's not a full time performer. Where's Miro? I, I think he, I think he's honestly hurt. He's been hurt a lot for whatever reason. Maybe. When was the uh, one where Danielson and Cole came? What pay-per-view? Um, is it was not Revolution. Um, all Out. Because I was at my mother-in-law's for that, and 
That was the first AEW pay-per-view I ordered. I watched it downstairs in the basement. It was an awesome, awesome pay-per-view. And because, you know, I'm a WWE guy. I got the network. I pay no dollars a month basically for it. And so to pay 50 on a pay-per-view again was like, oh, okay. I mean, I must really be into it. But I was totally sold on the Mm pay-per-view. And then you heard some guys may come back. And then Cole came back and you're like, oh, man, I'll take it. That's pretty cool. Or Cole came. But then Danielson came and Cole was like, so it was really cool. This year, I have no, like, yeah, I want to watch MJF and John Moxley, but I'm assuming that they'll fight. Uh, they'll fake blood very early, and then MJF will win. What other matches do I need to watch this weekend? The, the to- way that the, the ROH stuff ruins it for me. Yeah, I, I think eventually that will not be part of AEW programming, but... It's not my favorite part of the show, for sure. It's all American belt. All Atlantic championship. There's too much going on. There's too much going on, but also not enough going on. That's an, yeah, that's an interesting way to think about it. You're not, you're not into the Soraya debut no. page? No, give me Emma on WWE. Okay. WWE sure. Raw this week. So Austin Theory does the dumbest thing ever. Cashes in the money in the bank on the U.S. title. Comes out. Gives the best promo he's ever given. Yeah, it gave him direction. He said, "Why am I like? Why am I going to cash in on Roman Reigns? I've tried. There's always someone there. Tyson Fury, Brock Lesnar. The Bloodline's got five people. I'm never getting that belt. So I'm going to try to get a belt that I can get. And he's. I I like the new direction. They took the weight off his shoulders. They got rid of your 24/7 championship. Good. Uh, finally." And I, you know, I, I'm in the WWE. I want to be in the AEW. I just, I watch it and it's just like, I don't know. It's not, doing it's, it for me. I mean, listen, it's, it's not, it needs to refine the momentum it had. After- well, they get, you know, the punk elite stuff really screwed things up. It did. I mean, it did. I mean, it's like, again, this is like, you're asking a company to a creative company. It's like, you know, I don't know what the example to use for the biggest show in the world, but it's like, I'll use one that I love. Okay, season three of Ted Lasso. By the way, Jason Sudeikis is no longer available. Yeah. Like you, can, you can still have a really cool show, but like your whole script is different. This, I mean, like the title of the show it's is like, different. It's like Ian Ellen Pompeo leaving Grace. Sure. Yeah, there you go. So, I mean, it, it's a curveball. And yeah. It's like Michael Scott leaving the Dundies. Yeah. Or the office. Well, he also left the Dundies in charge to uh, Dwight, maybe? You know, when the office was being weird with like, hey, here's uh, James Spader and here's Idris Elba. Will Ferrell. Yeah. Looking back, I liked those better. I did too. Yeah. Than when they just gave it to Andy. Oh, for sure. But then Andy left too because he had to go do the hangover two or three or whatever it was. So then he was, remember he went on the boat for like eight episodes. He went on some expedition with his Very brother, dumb. Yeah, Josh, his he, brother, Josh Groban. Yeah. The way he treated, uh, what's her face? Yeah. Aaron. Jimmy Schmidt. Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. This was a great tangent. I want to see the acclaimed again with swerve in our glory. I'm excited for that. And though like the match on paper, isn't like, you know, huge. The steel cage match with Jungle Jack Perry and Luchasaurus is going to be, I think, great. But I got no juice on that anymore. I, the, the, the momentum on that died for me. And part of the problem, too, there was what? That Christian Cage got hurt, and then they had to pause, and then they had to pivot. And, I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. You see the House what of Black. What can I do to get the momentum back? Mm. I think, and I think I mean, I would give the Omega company, coming back is big. Well, right. The whole elite coming back, which they're doing either – tonight wednesday night on dynamite or on sunday and thank you for those of you who are still listening <laughs> to this podcast uh but yeah um or but i would say too uh i would give the what would i do i'd give the company to mjf period it's yours have fun go be mjf he's just, i mean he's like the star of all stars it's your it's your show go go bring it as big as you can bring it right no you don't have a, they don't do scripts which is great let this dude run. 26 years old. He's awesome. I mean, he's just a game changer. Let let it just be his thing. 
That's yeah. what Power the company. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to play one voicemail. All right. Uh, and then, uh, and then I'll tell you about the rest of the week. Hey, Bart. It's Daniel, long time listener, first time caller. Uh, second cousin to Ryan Horvat, or first cousin removed. I don't know. We're related. Uh, just want to point that out. I think Ryan is Ryan. Ryan makes the show. No, I'm kidding. Bart, you're amazing too. Um, hey, I, I mean, it's, it's great to. Um, I just want to say, hey, the Packers, I think they're back. I think Ryan's right. I think they can make a run. Uh, I think they have what it takes. Uh, Christian Watson looked amazing. If he can uh, keep that up, I think, you know, the Packers have a good chance of beating, beating Tennessee and maybe the Eagles. Maybe the Eagles, as Brian indicated, are a fluky team. Um, but we'll see. I, I, I think they can really pull it off, and uh, we'll see uh, We'll see where it takes us. Um, you know, we're, we have nothing to lose, it seems like. Uh, in terms of the Bucks, um, it's Monday at 4.30 right now, so obviously they're playing, playing a couple hours versus the Hawks. Uh, we just see Giannis and Drew back in the lineup. I think that's what All right, really, Drew didn't play, and it's like two days later. <laughs> I try to get the voicemails. I try to turn them around as quick as I can, but sometimes uh, I don't. I'm excited to see uh, Cavs Bucks. Yes, that game is tonight. That's a very, very important, especially like if Garland and Mitchell are, are healthy and back. That is a really, I don't think they're ready. I don't think the Cavs are ready yet to really, really give the Bucks a serious playoff series, like a six, seven game series. But with Jared Allen and Mobley at the rim, dude, if you've watched a little bit of Cavs, they are really hard to score on within 10 feet of the basket. Well, is Drew going to play? I haven't seen yet. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. But even if – Because the Bucks are a deep I'm team. Not... But eventually when your depth starts to get hurt, like – Well, if you're missing Middleton and Drew, you know, even if Giannis plays, you still have a chance because it's Giannis. Because they got the Cavs and Sixers this week, and we talked the Sixers are without Harden, but we're just getting like – you know, I, I say that this year's watching Broadway rehearsals over the big play coming up. We're getting a lot of the understudies. You are. And I love that you use that analogy because it's a perfect one. Uh, one other and, thing I just, I not, and I like that you were a thespian in your. I was uh, an you, actor, yeah. That yeah, and an actor simultaneously of being a thespian. Yes. Would you like me to sing one of my songs? I would actually very much like that. Uh, live for today. The past is gone. No time to stay. We'll carry on. And we may not know just where it ends, but we may not pass this way again. Reach for today and hold on to the sky. It's gone in the blink of an eye. There's no explanation, no reason or rhyme. Just goodbye. Just goodbye. That I have not sung in 25 years. And it came to the, it just came back to me. Lots of rehearsals. Music, beads, and flowers are good for the spirit. Music, beads, and flowers are good for the soul. Love and understanding have brought us here today. I played a uh, guy who owned a farm, and he basically had like a, like a Woodstock on it. Oh, that's cool. My name is Travis Perkins. Oh, hey, Travis. Hey. Good stuff, buddy. So uh, the next episode will be me and Toby. Toby's back. On location. We are going to uh, a place called Carl's Place. So Carl's Place sells golf simulators. And Carl's Place is the latest team member of the Bart Winkler show. Carl's place. Uh, Paul, see ya. Or, I don't know if you're gone or not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. He just left. But we're going to be at Carl's place. Uh, we're going to be, we're going to be golfing and Toby and I will do a show, but we'll tell you more about that. Then on Friday, that'll be the Packers show 
because we'll be taping that Thursday night live on YouTube. And somewhere along the way, got Horvat's picks. I'm either debating tacking that on the Packers show or doing a bonus Saturday show. I'll probably just tack it on the Packers show. I don't know. I, I, I don't know yet. The week of Thanksgiving, I will be involved in World Cup stuff. Uh, there will be World Cup breakdowns. I will maybe separate those. I'm trying to think about that. But there will be plenty of World Cup stuff. And then, obviously, I'm going to take off Thanksgiving. And then uh, Black Friday, I'll probably do a late USA one. So uh, those will be my first days off huh, of the podcast. I, I remember I went to Buffalo and, and did a 15-minute show. That counted. Thank you, everybody. As always, enjoy the Bucks tonight. Um, might go live after that. I haven't decided. That's a great thing about a podcast and being unemployed. All right. Thanks to Steve and thanks to Paul and thanks to you. Bye now. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com